Demons Discuss TV Show Review, Season 3, Episode 5. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hello. 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 What are we talking about today, Jean? We are talking about episode five. It is a jam-packed episode filled with celebrations and mourning and all kinds of stuff. All the things. Yeah, all the things. The clergy is busy, regardless of whether they're <laughs> pagan or Catholic or something in between. And then, of course, we've got Benji worshiping at the Church of Crazy Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> he can join Peter there. Fuck. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot going on in this episode. And it's pretty much, you know, birth, dusk. Creation, destruction, and everything in between. Yep. Mm. What'd you guys think of this episode? It was dark. Yeah. Yeah. It got really dark. It got dark fast. Seriously. Yep. I was like, we were floating along, and then the one thing happened, and I was like, oh, I guess we're going there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, we're really going there. Ah. Uh, anyway, let's have a Matthew drum roll for our random patron sponsor. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Austin Taggart. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon sponsors who happen to be listeners like you. Yeah, this sponsorship means a lot to us because that helps us pay for the things that keeps this running. Uh, when I say keeps this, I mean the podcast you're listening to right now. There's a lot of little things that go on behind the scenes. We share big files. That means we need cloud storage. These episodes need to get edited. That means we need Adobe Created Suite. And that's not cheap. We need web space. We need media hosting. I mean, we have to put these files up somewhere so you can all listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google and even Audible of all weird places. <laughs> but yeah, we have to place it somewhere so all those places can pull that file and serve it to you all. And it winds up being costly. So this money does not go to us. It goes directly back into the podcast and our operations our prizes, everything that we do for the podcast, this is what this is Yeah, no independent for. wealth here. No. <laughs> Otherwise, why the hell would we still have jobs? My God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gene, why would somebody want to become a patron? Because of our after show every other week where we get kind of crazy and insane. And then there's all these lovely swag levels that come as you move up the levels of uh, sponsorship, including tote bags, t-shirts, Stickers, buttons, coasters. Coasters. Val can come up with. And then we have our Demon Roulette trademark. Uh, trademark era. <laughs> trademark era. We're going to yes. play the French music again because we're terrible at French. Yes. Well, me and Gina really are. And oh, Angela just plays along. I, I didn't stop it. I like Roulette. <laughs> we have this line at work. Well, it's not a line. It's in our code of conduct that you could be responsible for action or inaction if you should have known better. So <laughs> I'm still responsible too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So tell us about Demon Roulette. What about 
about that? Oh, every quarter we draw a name randomly from all of our Patreon sponsors, regardless of their level, and you get a wonderful prize pack, which will basically consist of whatever we make up as we go along and draw your name. I mean, it's really good. We normally, we don't cheap out on that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you always end up with more than we originally set out with because they'll just be like, oh, wait, I've got one or two of those left. Let's put this in, too. We'll throw it in. I, I just throw it in the box. We haven't had a convention in a while, so I throw shit in the box. Oh, Here, yeah. have this. You can have some stickers. Holograph stickers. Yes, you need some of that. That's me. <laughs> you never know you I need do. a holograph sticker till you have one. You're like, I did not know I needed this Someday in my life. we'll all get to travel again, and it'll be necessary to have those hologram stickers on your luggage so you can find them. Yes. yes. They're shiny. Like old school CDs. They're just like that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They're sparkly. So pretty. Anyway, if you guys are interested, go to patreon.com slant demons discuss and that just leaves us with a disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> I honestly uh, thought you were going to proceed without it. <laughs> Ooh, <live> dangerously. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Here we go. In this episode, we are going to attempt to only cover what is in front of us on screen, which is season three, episode five, just that. And we'll comment on just that. We're not going to do any book spoilers. We're not going to jump ahead and do episode spoilers because yes, uh, maybe a couple of us have watched it all the way through, but listen, we're not going to subject people who have not watched them to that. However, in the spoiler zone, we will talk about the book. We will talk about how this episode compares to the book or any portion of the book where it compares to. Because as you know, the TV show doesn't exactly line up with the book. So you might get information from book one, book two, or book three. So we will reference that. What is it not, Angela? Did you forget? <laughs> Angela? Did we lose her? Angela. Oh, no. I know the answer. Pick me. Pick me. Okay. <laughs> what is it not, Jean? It is not going to be someplace where we talk about what happens on future episodes. That's true. Oh, my God. We have to get old the Angela. Oh, my oh, God. Can you hear me? I can't okay. now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I might just keep that in for shits and giggles. Oh, God, you should. <laughs> Okay, disclaimer done. Are we good? We're good. Uh, legal stamp of approval next. Okay, next. Next is starting the wagon. Are we ready for that? Preheat the car, yes. Okay. yes. It's a cold day. Preheat the car. All right. So now, opening scene. We are a septour. It looks like they're getting ready for a grand event. I don't know. Flowers. Isabel looking at them and approving the flowers. Like, it um, kind of looks like a Kimpton hotel. Ooh. Fancy. Very fancy. <laughs> I guess if you're coming into this straight, you're like, what kind of event is this? Okay. But meanwhile, in Cotswold, Diana and Agatha are at Timothy's funeral. We know what kind of event this is. Mm. Right. Right. Peter's offed, unalived Timothy. And we're still bitter about that. And Agatha's kind of sad because she had a new friend and she was going to mentor him. And mm. now that's not going to happen. And then flashback to Isabel at Septor and she's pulling out christening clothes and she's got a little smile on her face. And then back to Agatha and Diana. And Diana's explaining how the christening is a rejection of the covenant. And without it, the twins and Margaret will be targets. So, you know, Agatha's like, well, let's get to getting then. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was kind of a weird tone in a way. I, I just felt kind of transactional. Yeah? I don't know that I felt that. Because even though Agatha didn't really know him, she was really sad about it. And mm-hmm. But then Diana's kind of like getting back to business and it was like... And that's why you need to jump on my wagon, Agatha. Yeah, right. I was like, <laughs> but take a second, Diana, and acknowledge that this life was lost and it's like more than just collateral damage. Right. Yeah, right. You know, and you almost feel like, well, if it wasn't, if it was a witch or if it was a vampire, he would have gotten more respect from her. Yes, yes. The way she kind of gave the demon the short shrift, it was like, ah, you'd make me crazy. It's okay. So what you're saying is like, she's like, Agatha. Yeah, the fact that Timothy died is why you got to get on board. You know, he's died. Whatever. You need to do this. Right. Maybe it's by design, too, because the last time we saw Diana completely emotional was at Emily's funeral. And she basically said, or she did say, I'll make Knox pay for all of it. And from then on, she really turned stone cold. Right. And it's like, I'm going to get this shit done. Oh, yeah, I can see that, too. Yeah, I can see that, too. I didn't have any kind of feeling about it. It was just yeah. kind of like, eh, pat pat on the head, Agatha. Sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just thought good saleswoman because she just she made it personal for yeah, Agatha. That's true. Yeah. That is a good sales technique. It's a good sure. sales technique. Maybe, maybe it was just too <laughs> sales Technique-ish. Yeah. It it felt a tiny bit manipulative. It was like, God, you got to hide it better, dude. Right. You got to manipulate people. Be a little bit smoother about it. Maybe that's deep down in my cold lawyer heart. That was my biggest problem with it. It's like, man, if you're going to do this, be better at it. (laughs) Your cold lawyer heart and the Scorpio in you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can do better. Do better. (laughs) That's the Libra sitting to my side. (laughs) So enter the theme music, everybody. I never forward through the theme music. No. It's not even just the music. I just, it just feels like home. It's so comfortable. I just like, yay! I let it play. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I know. And I always want to look and see if the, you know, they've changed any of the yes. cast or not. Yeah. I haven't noticed that they have, really. No, I haven't either. No. Yeah. I mean, it's been the same straight through this season. They did change it from last season, but... Yeah. Yeah. In Venice, Baldwin has presented Gerbert with a christening invitation. And Gerbert joins the what are they <laughs> chorus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he expresses basically that he's concerned about the power they possessed. Baldwin's like, dude, I'm not killing my brother's children, if that's what you're asking me. <laughs> Back up a second, because Baldwin gets points for this, too, because he's like, well, what are they? And he's like... Babies, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I love that. It, it was like, ooh, some smart from New Baldwin. Good, right? It's good. It's Kudos. like I'll talk bad about my brother. You don't talk yeah, bad about my yeah. brother. It's my fucking brother. Which, which is how family should be. <laughs> well, it was also kind of like just sort of flicking Gerber off because like Gerber is already way too big for his pope pants. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, why are you so invested? But anyway, yeah. Well, he's counting his chickens before they hatched. Seriously. And I like the fact that he says, I'm not killing my brother's children. Sorry. I'm just not doing that. Gerber's like, then I'll bring it to the congregation. Like, that's a threat. And I'm like, Gerber, really? Okay. Daddy big pants. Quit being daddy. Do we get a sense of hope that Baldwin's softening or changing or having a new strategy? I get the sense that Baldwin's like, oh, Gerber, don't count on you being the head bitch vampire. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's assuming based on his tone. He's like, yes, then I'll bring it to the congregation. And I'm like, Like, wait a minute. Baldwin should be like, look, you don't do that. I do that for the vampires. Cool your heels. Calm down. 
So Baldwin says he's going to assess the situation. If there are a problem, he will deal with it. That should be that, actually, for Jerry Bear, but mm. we can tell it's not. It never is. Back at Setur, uh, Matthew and Diana and Sarah and the twins and Jack, they show up in a helicopter in grand style. And Isabeau is very welcoming to see her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mart's like, oh, lovely babies. No one's touching them, though. So that was weird. But then I remembered COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, Sarah heads to the temple and feels Emily's presence, which I thought was nice. I thought that was beautiful. I'm so glad they finally gave her like a standout moment. Yeah. I was like, Sarah's getting kicked around a lot. (laughs) Yeah. God, give Alex something to do. Give her a moment to shine. I know people out there on Twitter or Instagram, they wonder why Sarah goes to the temple. How did she know to go there for the page? Or why did she go there to reflect? It's like, not only is that where Emily died, but there's just a lot of power. It's the former Temple Diana. And a lot of sacred rituals have happened. And there's a lot of energy and power that is there residually. Yes, definitely. So naturally, someone would be drawn there. Well, yeah, in the book, too. Wasn't that temple built on Herculean ley lines or something, from what I recall? Yes. So it's like a big power grid right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, just before that, I have to say, I really like Lindsay and Toby together. Yeah. When they first met, they're just like A. I love it. Yeah. I agree. It's good because, and I don't think this is a spoiler because it was the same in the books, but yeah, Isabel and Jack like really connected right away. And I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. They have good chemistry. Yeah. And the highest leeway Isabel can give you is to let you walk around the chateau freely. Right. Un- unchaperoned. Like Phoebe was allowed that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jack was allowed. Diana, not. <laughs> So, new scene. In a club in Germany, uh, we witness a young woman leaving the club, and Benjamin is observing her, and we're just like, whoa, okay, okay, what's happening here? And then we see, if we hang in for the next scene, he's dragging her in a dank place in Poland. Yeah. Yes. I know, we are going there, aren't we? Yeah. Shit. And he calls her my Diana. And she looked like her. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the creep factor was like times 10. Oh, my God. She's all chained up. It's it's just an ugly scene. It's like, oh, where's this going? But even I think even if you come in straight from TV, you're like, oh, this can't fucking be good. No. Especially when yeah. he says my Diana. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Here we go. Yep. All right. Back at Septour, Rebecca is fussing. And uh Mart is like, she's hungry again. And then, you know, Diana snaps back. You know what? I relate to Diana in this moment because mm-hmm. everybody, when you have a new baby, everybody's giving you advice. Oh, yeah. And you're just trying to get your shit together because you're a frazzled human right after you've had a kid. Yeah. So, And you never feel more inadequate in your whole entire life. No, yeah. Yeah. And you don't need people to point it out <laughs> constantly either. And it's like for the 15th time when someone tells me, hey, your baby's hungry. It's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give Diana leeway there. And I'm also going to give her extra points because she apologized right away. I'm not sure I would have, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) So Diana says, you know, Matthew says we shouldn't worry about this right now. And Mart says, what does Matthew know? You're her mother. You know what she needs. And then she just like takes off. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, New scene. 
Same house, new scene. Jack and Matthew are having a discussion about, you know, how Jack likes Isabeau and Jack's concerned about Benjamin on the move. Then all of a sudden, Matthew senses a heartbeat and he's like, what the fuck? What? And then next thing we know, he vampires his way out of there. And then he's confronting Diana about feeding Rebecca her blood. And she's like, I'm feeding your kid. What? Oh, Ooh. my God. So matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he came in, he came in at like 100 mile an hour asshole. And she's right. just yeah. like, I don't need this shit right now. Right. Right. It's like, this is why we don't make vampire children. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, uh, she came to us this way. Yeah. And yes, we didn't make it. Well, I don't know what she is, but you know. <laughs> she's like, this and we'll deal with it. And it's like, and he's all, it's like, dude, it was your genes that fucked this up. Yeah. Now why are you mad at Diana? It's kind of like, you're doing Henry VIII here and you knew that ended badly and you knew he was like kind of mental. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> he did calm down though, which is rare yes. for Matthew. And he apologized. He's like, I'm sorry. You're right. Mm. Mm. I suck. You do sometimes. Yeah. See, that's Eddie. a nice thing. He, he was able to dial it back very quickly. So he's getting better at taking the temperature down on his hot mess. Yeah. That's the beauty of having less episodes. You don't have so much time to brood. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't get brood montages. No. Yeah. No. We got that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next scene, same house. Marcus and Phoebe. Oh, and oh can I can I just say Adele's ass looked great in that dress? <laughs> I think Marcus noticed too. Yeah. I was going to say she looked fantastic in that dress. It was very Pippa Middleton, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, it was. Mm. Very Pippa. So they discuss Phoebe becoming a vampire. And she's like, hey, we got to discuss this thing. And so apparently there wasn't what we thought last episode was true. They have been in discussions about making Phoebe a vampire. Yeah, but Marcus kind of came off. It was almost like, I like you, but not quite that way. <laughs> like, almost. I didn't think of it that way. It's just like, wait, do I really want to spend millennia with this woman? You know, I'm just saying, man, I know that you don't mean it to sound that way, but it sounds that way. And it's, it's kind of like, you've got to be careful about the way you say yes, dear, once you're married. Cause right. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's fine. And then there's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I He's know. not modulating correctly yet, but he'll learn. He'll learn. So he <gasps> agreed to talk about it after the christening. So they're going to have a discussion, apparently. All right. They're figuring out that Philip is a witch. Yep. And this is Matthew and Jack. And Jack's like, do you think he will cast spells? And Matthew's like, he already did. Meaning, you know. Hey, he's already got you enthralled, so... Right. Woke up. Well, let's get him back to sleep, shall we? I can hear his blood sing. Yes, it was faint at first. Every day it gets a fraction stronger. He's a witch, isn't he? I don't think it's quite that simple. But his witch DNA does seem to be dominant. Do you think he'll be able to cast spells? I think he already has. 
the whole thing I love about Jack in this whole sequence is like Toby does such a good job. I mean, you you really there's a palpable sense of his anxieties mm-hmm. and his openness. I mean, yes, he doesn't feel like he's acting at all. No, but there's something right. about it that's just so authentic and refreshing that I, I yes, every time he's in a scene, I'm just like he's good. Oh, yeah. I just want to hug you and love you and and you feel so hopeful for him. Yes. Yeah, like yes, he he does nothing but provoke good feelings Mm -hmm. and you do nothing but like think it's like your life will be better now jack it's fine yeah you're good all right guys back to bad benjamin benjamin's getting ready to get back to work quote unquote right and we see this girl she's struggling but she eventually magics her way out of these shackles Mm -hmm. so we know for sure she's a witch now and she runs off and meanwhile, Benjamin has been planting seeds in her head. Mm-hmm. Matthew made me do this and my Diana and this, that and the other thing. So she's got all this information yeah. and come to find out it was on purpose. It, oh, it was all Benjamin like, like oh. manipulating her. Right. Yes. And she ran off and Benjamin said, that's it. Straight to Matthew. So he basically used her as a messenger to get to Matthew. And mm, OK, yeah, just makes him more twisted than I originally thought yeah. the fact that he's willing to manipulate but I should have known that by the way he manipulated Jack well in the way he tried yes. to manipulate Satu yeah all right so at set tour get away from bad Benjamin at set tour arrivals we have arrivals Geraldine and Ransom show up oh did you see Geraldine's bag no I missed that oh my gosh yeah I did too Rewatch. it's great I don't know what it was but it was fantastic okay. she had this great clutch maybe vintage not vintage vintage but like 80s 90s vintage Oh, because it was I'll an envelope take care of clutch, that. and it had it almost looked like an eye on it. I'll definitely look at that. Yeah, because for me not to notice a bag, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then Miriam and her colleague slash friend Chris, and hmm. she was wearing a date dress. She wasn't wearing a business dress. No, <laughs> no, I'm not sure Chris knew he was on a date, but. He was there. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> and she was wearing a date dress. She didn't have on the pants and high heels and she didn't have on her usual, I'm going to go kick some ass coat. So yeah, that yeah. was a date dress. Yes. And then Sarah greets Fernando and they're talking about how Gal Glass declined the invitation. And we should know why, because he's pretty much taken off and that's that. And then Isabel, proud grandma says, Philippe will be proud. And you know, he, she's, up in the rooms with uh, Matthew mm-hmm. and Diana and it's like, you know, I've lived a long time, but I never thought I'd see a witch as my daughter mm-hmm. who brought me these beautiful grandchildren. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And she's sweet. wearing what looks like a Chanel brooch, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah, I know. She's, <laughs> uh, didn't she despise Coco Chanel? Yeah, yes. okay. so I'm like, Let me uh, stop. <laughs> Molly didn't get that memo, did she? <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, she pretty much said, Philippe would be proud. And we're like, yeah, you yeah. would. Mm. All right. So at the chapel, there's a whole slew of people there. It's, it's of course, the Septuor Chapel. I thought it was so funny that the big altarpiece is a Blessed Mother. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Did, didn't you notice? No. Yeah. See? It was. No. I was just hurrying up. I have to watch this episode. I need to know what happens. Yeah. (laughs) I usually go back for details after you've pointed them out. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm, That's interesting. A whole slew of people stand as godparents and Mm -hmm. then the sermon. So, 
Yeah. Normally, aren't there just two godparents? But I guess everybody just was like, yeah, I'm yeah, a godparent. I'm a godparent. <laughs> <laughs> so they got a whole like bunch the whole of crowd people. got up. It was kind of funny. I'm like, okay, yeah, is anybody yeah. left in the audience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll stand for these kids. It's like, okay. I like the sermon, so we should listen to that. Mm-hmm. Who will stand as godparent for these children? Thank you for gathering in watchfulness and care for these two precious lives. I now trace the cross on your forehead as we anoint you with the oil of salvation in the name of Christ, our Savior. May his power strengthen you who lives and reigns forever and ever. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. God the Father has freed you from sin and given you a new birth with water and the Holy Spirit. By the mystery of your death and resurrection, bathe them in light. Rescue them from the kingdom of darkness and welcome them into your holy church. I give you this candle as a symbol of how God calls us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You must make it your constant care to keep these children safe from sin and evil, so that virtue and faith may grow ever stronger in their hearts. Are you prepared to accept this responsibility? After that, Baldwin makes his dramatic arrival, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Even what I thought was funny was how they were intercutting it with the priest. And and he's like bombing up that road like he's Cruella de Vil on two. What are you doing, people? He's checking out the spread. He's checking out everything. Like, wow, they really went all out for this fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) So he's probably worked himself up to this dramatic entrance. So I'll say it again, Angela. Baldwin makes a dramatic entrance. It's fine. It's all (laughs) fine. (laughs) Oh, God. Sarah is performing the naming ceremony. And... uh, can I chastise Sarah for her Birkenstocks and socks? Oh, oh my come God. On. That was so cringy. It's like, put shoes on your feet, woman. <laughs> Why did they dress her like that? I know. Even Sarah would dress well for a naming ceremony. She wouldn't look like she just yeah. wandered out of the garden. <laughs> Green socks and some Birkenstocks. What are you doing? <laughs> I guess it matched her little tie. I don't know. I was like, were they trying to make her look terrible? I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe that's how they imagined Sarah dressing. I didn't they imagine did her make dressing her look that. like the crazy old witch. All she needed was her hair sticking out. I know. They, it's like they tamed her hair. There you go. Yeah, you and dressed then poor, up. Poor Sorcia, <laughs> it's like they only bought her one dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Normally I don't go after how people are dressed, but they could they done Sarah dirty here. They did, Sorry. Oh, they did Sarah dirty there, yes. I would Oh God. 
agree with you entirely. And then Baldwin makes his grand entrance. I mean, we've discussed this before in our trailer episode, but how are we now that we've seen it in full? Where it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after all of that, Matthew and Baldwin go back to their familiar position and they fucking have a vampire fight because yeah. that's what they do now. I mean, if it's murder in your blood, I'm like, oh, yeah, God, exactly. please, just, I just mean. the over-emoting. I couldn't take it. Although I will give him points for French cuffs. That was yes. a very nice touch. <laughs> I did notice that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Diana's like, okay, that's enough of this. And she gets all fiery and she's like, all right, stop. Stop it. Stop, stop it. We're all I, yelling I, I, stop I, I, it too, but for other reasons. <laughs> Yeah. Before the season even came out, Diana's look, you know, where she's about to unleash hell on everyone or on Baldwin anyways, was released. And someone had astutely observed Diana had the look on her face like, if you fuck up my baby's christenings, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was perfect. (laughs) Can't I have a fucking party, Baldwin? What? Right. (laughs) Spoken like a true Catholic mother with no sleep. Oh, yeah. Fuck up this baptism party. I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, and she meant it. I mean, there's no, is she really going to fuck? No, she's going to fuck you up. <laughs> there are flames emanating from her body. Yes, she's going to fuck you up. So, I mean, I guess Baldwin is forced to listen at that point. And Diana offers to spellbind anyone who acts on blood rage. And Baldwin's like taking a beat. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I expected, but he was just like, all right. Well, then. Sounds, sounds, okay, fine. You've convinced me. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> I mean, was it the flames? What was it? <laughs> I liked how the, the candle sconces turned into blow torches myself. They went, <laughs> I mean, you have to think that this is pretty bold of Baldwin because after getting a chain wrapped around my neck, <laughs> I would I mean, be tiptoeing towards yeah, Diana. Yeah, this is like, exactly. This bitch crazy. <laughs> this is not the act of a century's hardened great strategist, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> but he does say, hey, Matthew. You're now in charge of your blood rage family. <laughs> oh, so that's good news. You know, <laughs> here you go. Be careful what here you wish you for because this is what you just got. <laughs> Including Benjamin. Good luck. Okay, bye. No, I mean, <laughs> you gave him the demon kiss off. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Fuck this shit I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this shit I'm out. Maybe he was transactional, though. Maybe he's like, well, I'll tell the congregation I went. And I took right. care of you know, I handled it. I handled yeah. it. Right. Exactly. He's being very letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. True. So next scene, Sarah and Diana and Diana's telling the story of the 10th knot. And Sarah said, hey, back in the church, you got all, you know, fire witchy on me. Why didn't you use your weaver spells? And Diana's like, "Okay, look, I had one going and had he not agreed, I would have used it on him. Uh, it's called the Tenth Knot, and it's the one of creation and destruction. So be glad I didn't use that. Basically, she didn't say that. <laughs> be glad you saw the flames. Yeah, but killing Baldwin probably would not yeah. have been a smart long-term no. strategy. But she was prepared to use it. So, hey, that's a Diana we're dealing with now. Yeah, what's kind of interesting, well, granted, it's also a, uh, never mind, it's a spoilers zone thing. Okay. 
remember it for the spoilers. Yes. Because sometimes we'll say, ah, I'm going to talk about it, and then we don't. So I'm yep. just writing okay. it down now. Okay. Jack and Matthew are discussing Jack's control during the ceremony. And Jack's like, at least Baldwin kind of approves Matthew. And Matthew's like, yeah, not so fast. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think that's what you saw there. There's more. It's like, I, I've known Baldwin for a long time. And yeah, I like yeah, how he almost kind of laughed. It's like, oh, foolish boy. <laughs> Oh, it's so nice that you're so optimistic and naive. (laughs) So now we're in Venice. The congregation is meeting, and I'm definitely going to put a clip of that in because their round and rounds are, yeah, I can't. I apologize for the early hour, but recent events in France need to be discussed. Christening? It's hardly cause for alarm. Matthew and Diana used the christening to break the covenant along with the rest of their sire. Am I to understand you've given your approval? Matthew and Diana are already living in defiance in the Covenant, and now it seems your family has legitimized that. The Scion does not free Matthew from his duties to the Covenant. On the contrary, he is now responsible for any transgressions by members of that Scion, including any past misdemeanors and crimes. They will have to come before the congregation to be judged for those crimes, too. And the blood rage vampire has been dealt with? Yes. He's dead. I have been given assurances he is no longer a danger. And you believe that? But were that not the case, Diana Bishop will use her magic to spellbind him. Then she is a disgrace to all witches, because no witch would inflict that powerlessness on another creature. I understand she and Matthew have a connection to the young man. I can't imagine she made that offer lightly. And surely spellbinding him is better than sentencing him to death. How would you know? Well, I would offer to put it to a vote, but as which numbers are still depleted, we're not quarried. We've yet to discuss the outstanding matter of the children. When will they be presented for assessment? That is why you traveled to Sevator, after all. Are we now to countenance the abduction of children? Uh, not an abduction, more a quarantining until we know if they constitute a threat. They're not weapons. Can we really be sure of that? It is clear they intend to bring down the Covenant. In doing so, they risk exposing every single one of us to the humans. It pains me to say this, but it is evident that the congregation, as it stands, no longer has the discipline to counter their campaigns. So, in the absence of any effective leadership, the vampires have no choice but to take this matter into their own hands. Well, Trevor and Tanya are just so great when they start going at each other because they're both so good. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes. Her, that eye roll she gave him was absolutely epic. Like, whatever. Like, do I have to listen to these men? It's like, God to save me from these idiots. <laughs> Is it me? Or did Satu kind of sit herself like she's head bitch in charge, head witch in charge? Oh, she thought she was. Yeah. Yeah. Sigismund is just like, really, dude? Yeah. <laughs> 
I've been here long. What's going on? And I haven't said a lot up until now. He's one who's biding his time, I think. Uh. He's going to be that one at the end that's going to probably go through the rule book and dig out some obscure piece of arcane parliamentary procedure and like shut the bitch down. Sigismund is my Mr. Header off in this. He's just very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to say a lot until there's time to say a lot. So, yeah. yeah. And be afraid when he does open his mouth because it's going to be a good one. For real. Oh, oh. You missed the best part. Which is? When Gerbert pulled out his big old dick and slapped it on the table and said, the vampires are going to take care of it. He was just like, "Mm, boom, shut up. I can't not not picture that now. Sorry, (laughs) literally, Trevor. (laughs) It was figurative, really. (laughs) Really was. (laughs) Thanks, both of you. Now my mind is spooling. (laughs) What the fuck? What would that look like? Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, no, no. We no. haven't crashed into a ditch this whole fucking time. Thank you, G. I was <laughs> missing the ditch, okay? That was Angela. Oh my god, Angela crashed us this time. <laughs> are we ready now? Yes, we are. We're not grabbing any power or anything else right now. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. So back at the (sighs) tour. Diana's entertaining the babies when Mark tells her there's a witch downstairs. Hmm. And she's a mess because she just escaped from Benjamin. She describes how he wants her to be his Diana, how Matthew controls his actions. And then Matthew's like, I do not. And then... The witch is like, okay, why do you think I'm here? I don't believe him. I don't actually <laughs> believe him. He's right. a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, he's fucking crazy. Anybody can see that. And then Matthew's like, okay, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Again, it's, it's like, you're hearing the words, but you're not hearing what they mean. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Matthew goes on to say he's going to go ahead and get Benjamin. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then Marcus is going to conscript a whole new slew of knights. And Matthew said, hey, you know, you don't have a whole lot of knights left. It's like, hey, if you're going to go after Benjamin, you're going to need the power of the knights behind you. And this is Marcus, like, being Superman or something. And, well, he's also being progressive. Yeah. Marcus. Yes. And then Matthew's like, you don't have a whole lot of people left. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to add people. I'm going to add Sarah and Miriam. And it's like, oh, women. Okay. Yeah, but he was even smart enough to say, yeah, it's not like anything to really cheer about it. That's the least we can do. Yeah, we're kind Yes, thank kind you. Of, kind of fucking late. <laughs> yeah, what I thought it was the best part. He's like, yeah, it's better late than never. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So Matthew is grabbing a few of his things and he finds a Cartier tank watch, I believe, in his jacket. And he figured Benjamin sneaked it in there yeah. or somebody. If they found an knockoff, they found a really nice knockoff because it even had like the little sapphire dial. dial. Yeah. Not dial, but yeah. um, turny, the topper to the, the turny thingy. <laughs> Yeah, the topper to the thingy that turns. The and minder. that's the only thing that clued me in that it was Cartier. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a Cartier. And it was shaped like a tank. And I was like, oh, that's Yeah, because you didn't I, see the front of thing. it fast enough to see the, the actual face out. But the face, yeah, the face is, it's a Cartier. Yeah. Yeah. And the inscription in the back. And it's like, oh, that's nice. Hmm, Fancy watch. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he says Benjamin. And so we're to assume that Benjamin has been inside the house or maybe one of Benjamin's henchmen or something. I don't know. Mm. Slipped it in Matthew's jacket. Why? We don't know how it Stay got there, tuned. there. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Marcus is swearing a bunch of new knights. So, what did he have? He had Chris. He had Miriam. 
He had Sarah. He had uh, Jack. Who else's hands were there? Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. We can move we'll on. figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And then on the side, Fernando pledges himself to the Scion. So he's like, yeah, Matthew, I want to be part of your family because what's up? Uh-huh. I've been helping you. I got even got that gallow glass. Go the fuck away. Hey, <laughs> throw me a bottle. <laughs> Something like that. Mm. All right. Next scene in Venice. Satu is sitting in the witch's archives making a decision. Satuing. We don't know what She's it is. She's satuing a lot. She does yeah. a lot of sitting in yes. the witch's archives satuing. I don't know what this decision is, but she's made it because she sits there. She's thinking. Then she gets up and walks out the door. And I'm like, uh, okay. What? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Okay. And then back at Satur. It's sexy time with Diana Matthews. And Diana socks. <laughs> and Diana socks. Yeah. I looked at I know. those socks. They were like, like dingy off-white socks. Oh, man, you couldn't even like, get fun colors. Uh, it's like, man, no socks by rights should be boner killers. I guess Matthew wasn't caring. <laughs> those are the socks you wear when you're sick and you just, ugh, you don't feel good. And you certainly don't feel like sexy times. Uh, yeah, and you feel like, you know, hey, I'm just going to slough over here and watch TV for a while. Yeah. <laughs> those are those kinds of socks. Those socks were the keep away from me socks. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think, though, is you don't saunter around or get in that position willingly after just having twins. No, no. <laughs> and after all the effort you you spend to get in, take to get into that position, mm-hmm. you don't start picking a fight. <laughs> <laughs> just having twins or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they do have a very important conversation here. Hey, you, you need to stay away from Benjamin. She's like, I will not. I'm glad she said that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to promise because you that. Matthew is too fucking busy protecting her. Did you see her in the church, Matthew? Jesus. Even Bob right. was like, okay, bitch. Thanks. Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 so she's fine. She's got this. She can be in front of Benjamin. It's no problem. And then Matthew says, someone can act as the head, but she is the heart. Yay. Uh, and then they commence to do it because all that other shit can wait. <laughs> I, mean, no, I have to, I will mention this. I did really like how the way they staged that scene because the way it was in the mirror as well was kind of neat. Yeah. Not in a dirty way. I mean, in a cinematography way. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, that is the end. Do you have anything to add to this? The closing song was Night Call by London Grammar, in case anybody's wondering. Oh, cool. Got that too. Cool. That's about it. Nice. Angela, do you have anything to add about this no, episode? No, I don't. My notes were rather short in this episode because, you know, hey, they didn't do a lot of scene switching. They're all at set door. Yeah. Yeah. All pretty much in different rooms. Basically, the babies are christened now. Matthew's got his new scion. Baldwin's chilled the fuck out, I guess. Marcus has somebody to boss around finally. Yeah. We're, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. This was we're, get, we're getting somewhere. We're getting episode. somewhere episode. Phoebe looks great in a red dress and she's going to become a vampire, whether Marcus thinks so or not. Yeah. Marcus That's better sad. get on board with the idea. Yeah. At least more enthusiastically. I mean, two episodes left. You're like, it, shit's going to happen. Yeah. Shit is going to go down, damn it. Whether we like it or not, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready to enter the spoiler zone? Yes. yes. All right. Let's do that. Okay. There's your alarm, people. Here's your demon kiss, people. Bye bye. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of you, you can stay tuned past this break and uh, listen to what we got to say. 
This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact. And all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there, fill out the form, and bam, you're a discusser. And the link to join our Facebook group is there too. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about all souls universe. Read about the characters. Keep that geek flag flying, guys. Do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to patreon.com slant demons discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Demons Discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive, and we need her around, okay? Keep Angela alive! All right, what do you guys have for the spoiler zone? Oh, my spoiler zone is very much kind of an overview. Not just this uh, particular episode, but pretty much all of them. Mm -hmm. It seems like the writers have kind of shelved the idea of Diana being reluctant to exercise the power of the 10th knot. And she certainly doesn't have any reluctance to dole out death. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. She has no problem. Not at all. That. I mean, you don't, you don't have that uncertainty. I feel like she fully trusts her powers here mm-hmm. versus in the books. It's not till the very end. Yes. Yeah. I so. mean, it's, it's kind of weird in a way because mm-hmm. it, it, that being such a focus of her journey is like wrestling with the idea of her magic and the power since it brought death to her parents and the fact that she really, she seems far more vengeful. Maybe that is at its heart. It's kind of like, wow. She's still too much of a scared rabbit in the Book of Light. Yeah. In the book, yeah. yeah. She didn't come back from the 16th century with all the confidence she has in the TV show. Yeah. No, no she came back. I'm back, bitches. I mean, she knew exactly what spells are drawn. She knew what to do. She knew how she's going to react. And it doesn't seem reactionary. Like you said, Jean, it seems more vengeful. Yeah. Like, not, not, not like a math where he's like, oh my God, I'm going to do this because I don't have time to think. She's like, no, hell no, I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. This is happening. Which is, it's a way different take than the book. Yeah, and it is. I don't know how I feel about I it. I like it. I like it. I'm going to tell you how I feel about fucking Sarah and those fucking Birkenstocks. Where the <laughs> fuck was fucking Agatha to design her some clothes I know. that she could be presentable in? Okay, sorry. Angela, I think I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I have to say, the book is the book. There's more time to yeah. linger and to develop and have her journey. And I guess I like it because for the TV show's sake. Okay. I said what I said, by the way. Uh-huh. No, but I, I, I agree with I, Sarah, but also when they were going to visit Timothy in one of the other episodes, Agatha had on like some leggings under her dress. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Know. It's to keep the COVID cooties off? I don't know. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> they think women, weird. Are, women of a certain age dress like that? No, we don't. No, we don't. Unless it's like I just... zero degrees outside. <laughs> 
I almost, I hate to even say it, I almost feel like it's a stereotype. The dowdy older women. Well, no, just, I went to school in Madison, which is very liberal. And, you know, you walk into a crystal shop and that's an outfit that an older woman might have on. Right. You know, I just feel like it's too on the nose, let's say. Right. It's, It's very nouveau hippie. Yeah. And I just never pictured Sarah as nouveau hippie. No, I just thought she was kind of outdoorsy. I thought she uh-huh. wore jeans, maybe some duck yeah, boots. Yeah, I mean, I could see her in plaid. duck boots or uh, yeah. Timberlands, something like that. Right. The, se- the season one Sarah wardrobe. Yeah. Yes. I felt like they took more care with that. And she would not have shown up to a christening like that. No. The Sarah yeah. I know, uh, in my head, right? She would at least put slacks on and maybe oh, a yeah. button-down shirt that, you know, complements the slacks. She wouldn't be all out in a dress. Well. But... She might have put herself together. She would have put herself bit. together maybe in some, not like a, a fussy dress, but. Yeah. Something simple. Yeah, And you can't say, well, where would she have gotten a dress? She'd probably just brought the clothes that she had. They're de Claremonts. They'll get her yeah. a dress. They'll, she wants one. they'll, I mean, they can fly <laughs> her to Paris in the goddamn VIP, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elan could have got her a dress yes. or Elan, Elan a pantsuit or whatever. Yeah, a pantsuit. Yeah, yeah. Or a pantsuit. Do the Christine Baranski pantsuit. I mean. It doesn't even have to be expensive. Yeah. For God's sake, give Isabel another goddamn dress. <laughs> yes. Wow, this is the bitching episode. <laughs> like in, the bo- in the books, it's like, yes, she knew all these fashion designers, especially the French ones personally. You're telling me that she's wearing the same goddamn jersey dress for I know. five they years? Could, they could have given her the uh, the champagne-colored French crepe suit or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, and in the books, she always dressed in off-white or different yeah, different variations of cream. And I can picture mm-hmm. that. And she mixed and matched and she always oh, wore yeah. emerald earrings. It's just like, nah, let's throw that in the window and she's going to be in this thing. Though I do love that brooch. That Wherever they found that brooch, it's like, hello, it's gorgeous. The Chanel brooch? Well, or what you think to be Chanel? I don't think it's actually a Chanel brooch, but it's meant to evoke a Chanel brooch. Yeah, maybe. As my wardrobe bitching, why'd you do Sarah dirty? Why'd you do How's Sarah? It's, and it's like, and then some of the younger gals, they did great. I mean, man, I, I, I wonder if Miriam did the shopping herself or somebody from Chanel just gave her that dress because that dress was just so cute. That black floral she had on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, thank you, wardrobe people. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not dressing me. And then, then <laughs> what they, some of the stuff that they dress that they put, since wardrobe bitching, the dress they put Malin in for the party at Gerber's in the prior episode, it's like, yeah. what were you thinking? Yeah, I know. She, it looks like she, it looks like she stole Sarah's funeral dress. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, Gerber just looked cool, calm, and statues there. She looks like she does not belong there. Yeah. It's like maybe that's girl. intentional. That's an intentional maybe, visual cue. Perhaps. But what I thought was so funny about Gerber is when we were talking about his wardrobe before and how they got away a little bit away from the ecclesiastical look. Yeah. Now I'm trying to figure. It's like he looked like he walked right out of a Victorian drawing room mm. or off the set of the Gilded Age, for that matter. Right. Yeah. Because that was very down to the way the bow tie was and everything else. I'm like, okay, we're what are we shooting for here? I like that Mark kept her lines from the book as far as like uh, Rebecca feeding her. Yes. That was good. I like that we got the, you're this family's heart line too. Yeah. 
I'm not sure I like the naming ceremony in the church, but I understand for COVID reasons, they weren't going to do COVID reasons. It's better to keep everything on set. Mm. I was glad they changed it around and had Fernando pledge to Matthew. Instead of Diana. Yes. Yeah. Because he pretty much spilled his blood and Diana's like, okay, what do I do here? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to deal with this, but yeah, it was not bloody. Yes. It was just like, hey, dude, I want to be part of your family. And Matthew's like, cool. I was hoping you'd want to be part of my family. And yeah, Fernando's like, all right. Because right. you've already cool. felt like you've been part of my family. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Let's hug it out. All right. Hug yeah. it out, bro. They're done. That was good. Yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah. Like, no blood was required. <laughs> Fernando's already proved himself yeah, by action. No yeah. reason to, yeah, not to mention putting a black man on his knees in front of a white woman. No. No. Yeah, it was weird. That would not have been a good optic. I mean, in the book of life when I was reading the book that scene helped me understand that this is just all vampires not just Hubbard who was creepy and weird to a lot of people (laughs) I was like oh right all vampires do some version of this bullshit but some of it was like creepy Spanish Catholic bullshit though too yeah well I mean he requires a drop of blood you want me to take care of you let me have this drop of blood give me that (laughs) but I was always a Hubbard fan so but I get it. I get it. Yes. I get it. Um, oh, did anyone else like when the one thing I meant, and, and of course it didn't necessarily happen in the book, but in my head, some of these books all sort of meld together. Yes. Right. When Isabel gave Jack the run of the chateau, yeah. in my head, it was like the next thing that should have happened was her put her arm through his and say, let me tell you about this time. I really right. wanted it to be like that. Like, from Times Comfort or not Times Comfort, from the Book, from, of, life. From the book yeah. of Life. And it's like, let me tell you about this time when we had yeah. all those wagons, uh, right during the crusade, hijacked during the crusade. <laughs> 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 that's right because they were all in England Isabel was there for the birth but they ha- yes. all had to travel to Septour and uh, what was it Phoebe and Marcus went along and his spider and then Matthew was packing up the Range Rover with all the babies things yeah. and then Isabel's like Jack I shall ride with you hmm. and let me and, I'm and, and I shall tell story. you stories yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just really wanted that moment but you almost got it was a nice so touch. close yeah. though that I still yeah. f- kind of feel like I got it because of the energy between between the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's something about you can call me grandma only if you do something naughty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Or something like that. And then Jack's like, oh, I got that covered. <laughs> so, so that was that was good. That was some of the best parts in the books is when they were like Gallo Glass tells Jack about Matthew doodling on the mm-hmm. Prague Castle walls. Yeah. And then Isabeau, let me tell you a story. Those are some of the cutest little story yeah. lighthearted touches. Yeah. yeah. Timothy, did they have to kill him off? But okay. <laughs> I, we already, yeah, we already discussed that. But yeah. it still makes me. Um, it just fueled the fire for yeah. Peter Hayes. Yeah, I guess we're meant to ask: Did Peter have to kill him off? Not, not actually. Did the writers have to kill him off? Yeah, yeah. Did Peter have to kill him off? You know what? Yeah, but I'm not going to go ahead. When we get there, I'll talk about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, they kind of did to justify what one of our beloved members had to do. I really like adding the watch motif. Philippe's watch was great because it was also an add to the whole motif about past and present just keep mm-hmm. crossing over. And it also was probably, it's, it's probably a good substitute for the whole figuring out where to go and finding Matthew based on the, where it is and the number the charts and, the, and, and the, the concentration camp tattoo number. Yeah. 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 Wasn't he like tapping out coordinates or yeah. what was he doing? Yeah. And they had to watch the video to figure it out mm-hmm. in the books. So, <sighs> 
This was good. This is good. Anything else for the spoiler zone, guys? I do not have anything. Oh, it, this isn't actually a spoiler zone, but it was something I probably should have brought up earlier when we had Cruella de Baldwin. <laughs> he was screaming through those little roads. Yeah. When, he came, when he came into September before he went over to the chapel, yeah. it was kind of like, he's again, he stopped for a moment and it almost like he was kind of stealing himself, like I'm being responsible, almost kind of like he didn't want to do what he had to do, but this is the responsibility that's fallen to me and I owe it to my father. Yeah. I mean, he kind of looked like he wasn't doing what he was doing to be a dick. He was doing because he doing it in a way like he really thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah, this is what I think I should be doing, not what I want to be doing. Yeah. I know. What At what point does Baldwin say, I want to have a party. I want to just be there and just chill out and not have to be the yeah. fucking Debbie Downer all the fucking time. Yeah. God damn it. Right. When does Baldwin get to say that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that whole responsibility yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you've got a depiction of that as opposed to just like everybody's happy. Oh, look, he's the dick I thought he was in the book. I like this new Baldwin better. Yeah. Which I've been yeah. seeing a lot but of. But he, he's, he's missing some of his allies who gave him credibility, like Varen. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure Varen liked him like that, but I think she, she was on his side. She was on his side, you know? The, the funny thing is, is I think all the sisters that everybody was terrified of cut him a lot more, cut, cut him a lot more slack and more along mm-hmm. the lines of that, you know, that's Baldwin's coping mechanism because they probably also understood just how hard it was being Philippe's favorite. Yes. Yeah. I don't think they doubted or questioned his actions or motives. I mean, no. that's one of my favorite lines. You know, what has Baldwin done now? Has he lost a million whatever? And Baldwin's never lost a million of anything in his yeah. life. Yeah. And I think they're like, eh, that's Baldwin, whatever. Even, I mean, even if Varen, I, I don't know how she, if she felt a certain way about him, but it wasn't as like Matthew was like so passionate. He couldn't stand Baldwin. Yeah. Varen probably also had a far different perspective of watching Isabeau. Yeah. And Is- yes. Isabeau's interactions with Matthew and on Matthew's behalf. Yeah, that's true. Because she would always stand up. And I imagine she'd stand up for Louisa too. And they're both a little bit yeah. bent. You know, so it's like, yeah, we got to stick together. But also Baldwin and Matthew did have the issue with uh, what's her face that got killed. Eleanor. Eleanor, right. So there's always that in the past and that mm-hmm. didn't make anything easier. It, and uh-huh. Bertrand ended up, ended up dead because of it. Yeah. Yes. So. All right. Okay. <laughs> Are we good, though? We're good, man. I, I think yeah. yeah. All right, audience. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Let's say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. And that was your demon kiss so peace out demons discuss and demons domain are independent and not affiliated with bad wolf sky one sundance now and shutter clips of the tv show and soundtrack are used for the purpose of commentary only the soundtrack is an original score by rob lane and the chamber orchestra of london the soundtrack is available for purchase on itunes